Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lost with Friends. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and I'm joined by one of my favorite recurring guests. Reintroduce yourself, sir. Hey, everybody. It's Jake Wolken, a.k.a. Mr. Lostpedia. <laughs> Uh, and I, I asked Jake, uh, he actually said he wanted to do this episode, and I thought that we could do a little bit of an interesting concept. But Jake, why don't you tell us the episode we're going to be discussing and perhaps why you picked it? Uh, let's see. I picked uh, one of them. That's the episode we will be discussing. Uh, a favorite of mine, a lot of season two favorites uh, for me. Um, this is the introduction of uh, what is going to be one of the biggest characters in Lost, uh, uh, Henry Gale, as we know him today. Uh, in this episode, uh, it, I'm also very big into mythology, so I'm very big into the others. This is definitely uh, this the the beginning episode of what I believe the next arc of season two is is all about the others, and so I think this is the the first episode of that. So definitely a favorite in my mythology love and uh, an introduction of a great character. Just an overall good episode. Uh, actually, this character that we get introduced to is in my top three of favorite characters on this show. Um, not to get necessarily too far into the future, but just in terms of uh, his mindset on everything, you know, always having a plan, having a backup plan to the backup plan to the backup plan and all this. At least that's how he portrays himself. That's something that I often think of, and I've had people tell me that maybe that's because I'm a writer, so I see things as, you know from multiple perspectives, and I can I can kind of gauge you know if this happens, then this happens, then this happens. But if I you know if I went left instead of right, then this happens, then that happens, then that happens, and so I try to I, I do tend to think in that way. So I really identify with that character, not necessarily the evil aspects sometimes, but not always. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I would definitely say top three uh, in terms of my favorite characters. So it's a really fun episode for me as well. Um, but I, I messaged Jake and I had said, you know, I, I asked if he wanted to try something a little different for this episode. And if it works, hopefully, you know, maybe we could do more of these uh, for various other episodes going forward. Um, cause I know a lot of people are complaining and not just because the show right now is on YouTube, but because, you know, they're very long, uh, discussions. And, uh, so I thought, um, going back to something I did in season one by myself, I thought maybe we could sit down and actually watch the episode and do a commentary on it and not just, you know, here's a note, here's what we talk about, whatever we could actually talk about it as it's happening on screen. Presumably, um, we might go a little longer than the episode, which I don't necessarily think is an issue, but I think it, it'll help us kind of get through things a little bit faster and we can, uh, the top, the, the conversation I think will be more relevant as we're actually watching it. That's just my thought. Uh, I'm in. I'm just along for <laughs> the ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very happy that that you said you would because I mean it's 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 a weird concept like it's a crazy concept concept especially because we're not together watching this right before we we went on Mike we were discussing like we were trying to sync up exactly where we are because if we were in the same place it's not that big of an issue but being apart it is a little bit more difficult to make sure that we have everything exactly uh, lined up and I think we got it just about. Um, I, we both put our, our subtitles on, we, we muted the sound so that we won't, you know, get sued by ABC or something. Um, and, uh, I think we're ready. 
Are, are you ready? I mean, you, you don't think the lawyers at, at, at clock shelves would be able to help us fight that? <laughs> well, they say, uh, the what are the, how does how does that go? A man, because I can't afford a lawyer. So how does that go? A man who represents himself has a fool for a client. So <laughs> never heard that one, but I believe it. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure that's how that saying goes. So, yeah, I, you know. Can't, no, no, uh, no, no team of uh, no Disney style lawyers just yet. <laughs> okay, okay. I've never had to mute loss for any reason at all. Like I've never just. So this is. Uh, I've never had to read really read loss like this either. So. Well, it's funny because uh, our friend Kevin said that that's. I mean, he. I'm assuming he listens to it as well, but he said he actually watches it with the subtitles. So it'll. Be, I've actually never watched it with subtitles. So I think it'll be a, a little interesting to see. Like as I as I said the. My, where I'm paused because it's uh, you know as we'll get into the opening scene it says whirring and whooshing in little brackets because it's just that's like for someone who's deaf how would you describe the noises that we're about to hear you know well, we're watching it in different formats because mine says airplane jets roaring that's how you describe it to someone who can't hear that's yeah <laughs> well, I think that's bad, actually but mine's better. <laughs> I think that's actually I think I might be maybe like a second behind you because I th- I think the very next one says like projectiles something or other. Got so uh, yeah. Um, but I guess we should uh, actually get to watching it instead of uh, talking about the subtitles. What do you think? Uh, I'm, all, I'm all in. I'm uh, again, I'm along for the ride. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Hitting play in. Wait, are we going to we do three two one play or three two play three two one play. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, play. Projectile whistles. <laughs> and then, of course, there's actual subtitles in the episode itself. I think mine removed those subtitles and just has new ones. I mean, it's all translated. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not, it's it's just because they're speaking. Yeah. I don't, is it Iraqi? Is that the language that it would be? Arabic. Arabic, I, yeah, see. This uh, it even tells me that they're shouting in Arabic and uh, what they're saying. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it says in Arabic. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and of course we see Saeed, and uh, the the guy who's yelling, the the American soldier in this scene is uh, Juice from Sons of Anarchy. Who, of course, that show we you and I have referenced a few times oh, in our conversations never, on this I show. Don't think I've, I've never known, uh, realized that, and I, uh, I don't think I've seen this episode since I've seen Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, that because I remember watching uh, this episode. Like I, I, you know, I had I, I was actually a fan of Sons from the very beginning. Not that I want to get into that right now. Um, Different podcast. Yeah, but I remember watching this episode at one point and going, man, that guy looks so familiar. And I had to go on. I don't remember if it was Lost, Pedia, or IMDb, or whatever. But yeah, it's juice. <laughs> and uh, I love that line right there. Your English is good, Abdul. Like that's just the the standard like racist thing to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, very good uh, CGI shot in the background there to make it sound like or make it seem like it's uh, um, Iraq. Right. And of course, we're about to see another character here. Uh, who we met uh, just a few episodes ago for the very first time. 
And there he is, Kate's dad. Mm-hmm. Now this, is, okay, uh, Saddam marching into Kuwait, that would be... Uh... Gulf War 90s. Okay. Early 90s. Yeah. I love that, the fact that you know what formally <laughs> means. <laughs> Now it's interesting the fact that they that they kind of show us in this episode how he became like a torturer, you know, like we you know we 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 know things that he's you know a, a communications officer and he said at at other points you know part of his thing was getting the enemy to communicate, and it's interesting that it went in this particular direction for this character that it was like almost a betrayal sort of thing. Yeah, and that the U.S. made him. Uh, a torture yeah. yeah especially yeah especially the way that uh you know the u.s tv tries especially in what would this be 2005 2006 would try to portray uh someone from the middle east so so it's such a short time after uh 9-11 you know and the invasion of iraq yeah and it's interesting we're back on the island of course and it's interesting that he's the one that she runs up on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's just because he was there or because she just knew to maybe trust Saeed and and he knew about the others. Well, I, I meant the fact that, you know, she thinks once again, she thinks she sees an other and it's now she's going to him. Mm -hmm. And she, by that look, she just gave him like, she doesn't trust, you know, of course she wanted Jack and now uh, she's, you know, he's just like, oh, go back, because, of course, he knows who it is. Um, and she, I'm assuming she doesn't trust him or whatever, but it's just the fact that, once again, she thinks she sees an other, and Saeed is kind of connected to this person. And, of course, it is Danielle Rousseau. Thoughts on the on the Danielle character? I don't know if I've ever gotten your uh, your thoughts uh, we, on the show before. We have it not uh not the my favorite character, but uh, I think she gets a weak she becomes a weaker character once she uh, reunites with Alex. Cut that out if you need to. I don't do spoiler, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think in season three is uh, really her my favorite Danielle when she joins them on uh, finding trying to find Jack. Okay, but I think that's just because of her motivation for Alex. You know, I mean, I just uh, that was my favorite Danielle. Right. I don't know because I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm torn between this Danielle that we see, you know, like the quote unquote older version of her. And then there's the younger version of her that we see later on. Mm -hmm. And it's there. I mean, obviously they've gone through some stuff and they're just two very different characters, but it's, I always look and go like, how does this, how did this turn into that? You know, like how did she, I mean, I know how she got so crazy, you know, but I don't know. I can never, I can never decide which one I actually, if I like, either one of them and which one it actually is. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember seeing a thing because uh, we see she's, you know, we're, they're about to walk up on somebody. I love that, that he checks the gun this time. <laughs> oh, to yeah. Make sure. He's not getting fooled again. <laughs> um, 
somebody uh a fellow lost friend posted on social media the other day about why why didn't she just say how she knew who this person was you know and that's one of the biggest questions uh about it is like she clearly saw uh, Ben Henry Gale, whatever, um, take Alex, and then doesn't mention it ever later on. And she must have forgot. Maybe she didn't get as clear of a shot as she thought, or like the craziness. Yeah, but they were talking with each other. They did. That's right. Ben did clearly say something to her, you know. But maybe just the craziness in her, like uh, I, I don't know, drained it out or something. Because it was. Uh, do we know how, how old Alex is? Supposed to be in her teens, late teens, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So it's been many years since. Six, well, 16. Because it's been the, the French Loop has been, yeah, the French Loop has been there for 16 years. years. She gave birth not long after uh, crashing on there, on the island. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, so then Alex is approximately 16. So. If, well, I mean, I, if I, see, I, I make once. the same argument about her and Jin as well. So, you know, like, yeah, why didn't she remember him? It's one of those things where it's like, do you really remember something after 16? You know, one person, you know, yeah, it's the person who took your daughter, you know, or, or Jin or something. How many Asian people have you seen in 16 years? But I don't know. I think, too, just the well, see, of, I don't know, though, because like if we're supposed to believe that Jack remembers uh desmond and that was three um, years uh, right and i understand it's you know there's a huge difference between three years and 16 years um but like if we're supposed to believe that he remembers that you know and like she is so adamant that uh you know he is one of them and of course she would she would believe this almost no matter what because like saeed convinced her you know, about the the survivors. And other than that, she knows pretty much the only other people on the island are the others. So maybe that's why she's so convinced. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to believe she's so convinced because she knows him, why wouldn't she have said, I know he is because of this? Uh, I agree. Like I said, she she must have forgotten. I, I really don't think she would just leave that out. Right. I can't imagine somebody... Yeah, leaving leaving it out for S and G's. <laughs> this storyline with Sawyer with this frog, <laughs> what it is a stretch of a B line, a B storyline. <laughs> like it's, they really needed some filler. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, well, he just called Hurley rerun nickname. Um, it's the same storyline as uh, was it season it had to be yeah season one where he's going after the uh, the boar. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I never, I never, uh, never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, it's so sh- like, why would they? And I mean, it, like, if it was say, I mean, not that necessarily by season six we wanted to see, you know, Sawyer just uh, going through the the jungle in search of a tree frog, but if they had done it in season six, you could understand like, okay, maybe, maybe they're running out of story or whatever. And I believe you and I talked about it. I know I mentioned it to somebody else. Um, but like, if look at Sawyer this... about to pull out a gun on a tree frog, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I had, I, you know, I wonder if this is around the time and you know, we know that it was often season three, 
But I, I did read somewhere once that by the end of season two, they were kind of getting to that point of like, okay, we want to move on with the story. We, you know, we want to know our end point so we can know when to, you know, develop things further. And I right. wonder if this is one of those things reusing an old storyline because maybe they were a little like, okay, we're kind of stagnant in the way of like, we can't necessarily move forward with, you know, flash forwards and things like that, you know? Oh yeah. No, I mean, and you'll see that a a few other times between here. And I think, uh, gosh, I think I saw this on the lost fans United, uh, Facebook group. Somebody was like, you know, stranger in a strange land was so freaking pointless. And somebody else replied, yeah, that's because like the end date still hadn't been set yet. And they had to, they were, you know, at the bottom of a barrel for story ideas you know, so right. Jack's tattoos. So you're going to see like that, you know, Strange on a Strange Land, this tree frog thing, some real stretches for a, uh, for a B, B, B line story plot, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it really sucks. Like watch going back and watching it because it's like, who, ca- I mean, I, and I, I understand, you know, in terms of where Sawyer is at this point, you know, nobody wants to help him and whatever, mm-hmm. but like, they could have come up with something else or just not have mentioned it for an episode or so, you know, just have it kind of in the back of your mind of like, he's everybody's supposed to hate him. Just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, right in the, Oh, right. Great. Uh, great shot. Great. Uh, makeup department, everybody involved in the cameraman on that. Just great arrow right to the, you know, shoulder or whatever there. (laughs) <laughs> I love uh, I, I, f- I forgot to mention it a moment ago I love the fact that you now like the that group uh, the Facebook group the LFW or L- LFU uh, group because I remember at one point you were like oh man this group <laughs> oh no they're still there's they're very wise and the huge lost fans and stuff like that but it's still man that clutters my news feed like no other those guys post like no other <laughs> so uh, they're an interesting group though they're good you know you only say that because you know I'm pretty much cutting nothing out of this episode. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I don't know who's going to listen to it. <laughs> we hope all of them, of course. <laughs> Every single one of them, man. You guys liked, you know, about 55 of you guys liked my Jonathan Locke email thing picture. So I know you're going to have to listen to this now. That was fantastic. I saw that, that crazy. on Snapchat. <laughs> I um... now you think you think Saeed would have picked him up in such a way that like it doesn't possibly drive the arrow back and forth through his uh, <laughs> his chest and shoulder, right? I mean, is uh, what kind of like a baby or something like that cradle him? Like I don't. Yeah, maybe because like he, I don't pick like, up humans where... very often. So. That's true, but where it where it looked like that was like the front part of the arrow would have hit on the back of his. Uh, yeah, while he's like walking around and stuff, like swing. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah. Oh, and here we see another character who becomes uh, significant in and a just l- in... overall cool guy, Clancy. Uh, What's well, Clancy Brown? Is that his? I'm sure. He's a, he's a voice actor. He does a lot of voices. Uh, I'm sure you'd uh, recognize the voices he does. Like, I mean, he has a fantastic voice. So yeah, yeah. I could totally totally believe him as a voice actor i mean he's very good like actor actor as well not that voice actors are lesser actors i didn't mean it to sound like that right right right. um but 
Yeah, no, I mean, the, the character becomes rather significant as well on this in this series. Yeah. Now, what did you think the first time you were watching this uh, this footage that the that uh, in Inman that's his that's the character's last name, right? Yes, yes, Inman. Uh, that he is showing. So, now, I have to be honest. When I was first watching this show, granted, I was oh goodness, late teens, like late high school. I still wasn't 100% sure what sarin gas was. Of course, I looked it up based on this episode. So the first time I watched it, I was like, I kind of get it because, like, I knew a little bit. But, like, oh, my goodness. Well, I knew, uh, yes. I already, I mean, just history, uh, knowing history, that Saddam did use gas on his own people, you know. So, uh, you know, I knew that this was, that was kind of reality, you know. So uh, I didn't think this was like trickery on Inman's part or anything like that. You know, it's just uh, it's one of the reasons they they knew they could use Saeed was, hey, you know, Saddam gassed your own people. You know, it's is what that's unfortunately what it was. And, you know, this is your reason why you should try to get answers out of Tariq. It's just so still so weird, though, that like they that they turned him, I mean, not weird because it is, it's justifiable. They turned him on his own person because, you know, they were doing horrible things to their own people, as you just said, but it's just so weird. You don't necessarily think of, of Saeed, especially he's, you know, we think of him as an upstanding guy and realistically he, he betrayed his, his army by doing that. And yeah. that, you know, you don't necessarily think of that as a, a stand-up guy. Sort have of you ever watched do, no matter what. season two bloopers? I'm sure you like have. I don't know. I probably have at some point. There's a uh, there's one, like one or two where Saeed goes to wake up Locke and Locke forgets his lines. So really? they just kind of like stare at each other like he wakes up and he doesn't know what to say. And so there's this like they just keep looking at each other and the camera's going back and forth. It's funny. That's funny. Now this this character Henry Gale, of course, we we know who he becomes uh, later on. What did you? Because you were watching the show yes. as it was going on, but you you've said you weren't necessarily as involved in the online fandom, right? No, I never really came up with my own theories. I'd read theories, you know. I'm always interested to see what uh, proof people might have or anything like that, or maybe they think of something I didn't. But I didn't really come up with my own theories. Okay, what was the what was the internet chatter about this guy at first? Do you remember anything? Uh, I want to say mixed. That sounds about. <laughs> I mean, everything so far was really. Also, I was kind of into spoilers, so right. in a uh, there were some behind the scenes shots of the balloon. You know Henry Gale's balloon with the smiley face on it, right? So we see these shots, we hear his story, and then we're like, well, so far it seems to be checking out, you know? But I mean, did did no one pick up on the fact that Henry Gale is the character yes, from so The Wizard of Oz? Was, that was, uh, of course, I'm actually looking up that right now. I was like, you know, I need to look up that Henry Gale name a little more. And uh, no, everybody, everybody picked up on that one. Okay. I mean, lo- I mean, obviously, Lost fans are incredibly intelligent, much more intelligent than I am. 
many of them. Many. But, uh, yeah, like, it, I mean, they had to have known that people were going to pick up on that, especially with how many, you know, Wizard of Oz references they've thrown into this show. Just overall, Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, all you know, a lot of those uh, literary things. They had to have yeah. known people were going to pick up on it. Yeah, but, you know, I mean... Oh, wait, here's your favorite scene, by the way. I believe you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fat, fat, fat. I forgot this happened in this episode. I couldn't remember the B uh, story plot for the life of me. And so uh, when I realized it was this, I'm like, oh, we discussed this quite a few episodes ago, you know, quite a few podcasts ago, how yeah. Jorge has to, uh, on air, like, come to... I don't know how Hori feels about his own body. You know, maybe it, it, it stings a little bit to call himself fat. You know, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just knows he's a big guy and that's, you know, the role he's playing. You know, I, I don't know Jorge's thought process on that. But I uh, <laughs> I imagine it was tough. Or I imagine him reading that script and being like, seriously? You know, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, the fat guy's hoarding food. Come on, like he maybe he didn't want to be stereotypical fat guy. I don't know. He does it well. He does it well. I'll, I'll give him that though. So maybe he just knew that he's he does it well. He's a trooper. Yeah, he's a trooper. Absolutely. Oh, Jack just pulled that arrow out of uh, Henry Gale's uh, yeah. shoulder. Oof. And I don't normally I don't normally wince at stuff like that, but that was. Like, they didn't shy away from that. No. Just there. <laughs> um, and I do love the fact that a moment before this, Saeed made sure to say, Jack, do not untie him. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those rare times that I like. And, I mean, maybe I'm going back to my old, you know, anti-Jack ways. But uh, I do like the fact that, you know, certain times Saeed kind of steps up and he's just like, I'm doing this. And even now he's, you know, he's uh, colluding with, with Locke to change the combination because he's like, this is my prisoner, you know? And no matter what Jack does, realistically, no matter what Locke does, I would, I would assume if Locke were to go against him, he would probably push back against him as well because for whatever reason, this is Saeed's thing. And just as much as Jack and Locke can have their fights and where, you know, no one can tell them what to do, this is a thing that Saeed is like, this is my thing. No one get in my way. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely think, you know, Jack walked into the situation and he knew he just had to play doctor, remove an arrow. You know, I think he was like, I'll do this now and ask the questions later. You know, so that's why, you know, Jack didn't try to go into full leader mode. But, you know, Saeed definitely had control of the situation and he's done things like this before. So. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think Jack is, is very good at standing back when he's uh, maybe not in his element completely or he needs to play a different role. Instead of leader, he just needs to play doctor. I think he does uh, a good job. Uh, Jack. Unless it's against Locke, though. Unless it's unless it's against Locke, yeah. You know, <laughs> just... Uh, Locke's insane. <laughs> That's what Jack believes. Yeah. And I mean, rightfully so, because more often than not, you hear the things that he says and, you know, a quote unquote rational person would also think he's insane. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where he, he gets a little hesitant. I see for now, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of getting out of doctor mode, I think, and going back into like leader questioning mode because 
you know, I think he, he goes, and I mean, rightfully so, because he is, for all intents and purposes, he's the leader. So now not only does Locke go against them at every turn, but now, you know, Saeed and potentially Saeed and Locke are, are going against him. And in his mind and the mind of many others, that can't be. Mm-hmm. And Saeed with the little sneak thing there. <laughs> so clever. Like, you know what he's doing, Jack. Like, don't be such an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to watch it. I'm trying to talk about it enough because I don't necessarily want people listening to our dead air as we're just enjoying the episode now. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Um, But yeah, as I was saying before, like the fact that, you know, Saeed, realistically, he betrayed his his army, which from any perspective, we don't necessarily think of as an honorable thing, you know. Uh, But yet not only did he do that and he didn't get like he didn't get discharged as far as if I can remember correctly, he didn't really get discharged from the army or anything like that. It, they, the way that I always took it or the way that they made it seem, at least, again, as I took it, was that he took this knowledge, this torturing new – because they even say at the end of the episode, like, now you have a new, like, weapon in your arsenal or something, new skill set. And uh, he used it for the Iraqi government, for the Republican Guard. So not only did he betray his his own thing, but he used – how he learned to do that or what he learned for them in the long run anyway. Yeah. And I think this is a very pivotal moment in Saeed, uh, deciding to, to, you know, torture the torture Tariq, you know, Tariq told him, kill yourself, man. You know, like, you know, it's better to die than to work for the U S army. And, you know, Saeed realizes this guy just does not care about human life, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, before he even said, you know, about the fact that, uh, sorry if anyone just heard that motorcycle going by, I'm sitting in my living room recording this. Um, but you know, he said, uh, to pick up the gun and shoot a few of them. And he even, Tariq even says like, you know, you'll get a few of them before they shoot you down. Like he doesn't care Mm -hmm. at all about, about Saeed or anybody else. He just, you know. He he has the goal set out by himself or his higher ups or whatever, and in a certain sense, that's what you want from a good soldier, I guess. But I don't know. We don't want it from the bad guys, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But as you said, that was you know a pivotal thing. I might. I haven't actually seen this in quite a bit because I decided to not watch because I knew we were going to be doing it this way. I decided to not watch it before uh, recording this uh, episode. Um, and I might have to classify that as the put down the phone moment, quote unquote. Oh, you can't. Really? I don't remember the episode well enough, clearly. Obviously, you're mad at I me. So <laughs> almost think the put down the phone moment, it, if it already happened, it might be uh, the introduction of Henry Gale. Maybe not only just being revealed that he's in the net, but also his like story, you know, that, oh, well, we haven't really, I don't know if we've heard the full story yet. Um, 
the hot air. No, I don't think he said all of that yet. No, no I think he just said, yeah, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't told any of that. I think that's the put down the phone moment too is, is again, this is, you know, it started the conversation of, okay, is this guy another, is he not? And you know, what's going to be done. And, and I don't know. I don't know. Your put down the phone moment was very character driven. Mine always aimed for the mythology. <laughs> Which is so weird because you and I have that in common in the fact that right. we both love the show for the mythology. That's and what I, got us both into the show. But yet, yeah. you're right. For for a lot of times, my character or my put down the phone moments are the character driven ones. Maybe Which I have a different. Wrong. By no means. No, no, no. Wrong because but it's uh, weird that like my subconscious has that that <laughs> because that, in a way they are pivotal moments that made Saeed the person who he is now on this island. So. I, I, Four months ago. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, like I said, you're, you're put down the FOMO. It's not bad. Again, it made Saeed who he is now um, and the character that we know and love. So, yeah, but I, I don't know if I put down the phone for it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like I said, I would I would probably uh, probably do it like, like you said, because that is the moment that that makes him it leads into this scene it leads into so much of what we saw in him in season one mm-hmm. you know i also love this uh this th- you're saying this entire exchange this would be your put down the phone moment pretty much where he's kind of giving yeah. any any um, henry gale scene like probably should be put down the phone moment i i definitely i definitely uh don't disagree it's fantastic and i i love how he kind of said and we saw it with with our survivors of course we saw it with the tailies um you know he said about they you know they were on the beach you know potential for flyovers because uh we know you know spoiler of course out the window we know that that uh this this person has been watching them yes so he knows that that's i mean it's common it's common sense that that would be a viewpoint but you know, he knows that these characters in particular have gone through this as well. And I think and that's, that's a fantastic line, by so the way. Believable, yeah. Uh, 23. <laughs> is that Henry's got all these answers, like, pretty darn quickly. And then he also plays on the, the, the sickness. You know, she got sick. And we have heard, you know, every now and then that some sort of sickness seems to pop up. You know, it happened with uh, Danielle's crew, you know, and and things like that. So, uh, you know, Desmond asked if anybody was sick. And and so, uh, you know, as as a casual watcher, you start to be like, oh, sickness. I've heard this before. That could be possible truth. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, the fact that he was able to come up with these answers so quickly and the fact that he's right in asking, you know, why, why do I have to say, why do I have to give you all these answers? And I mean, realistically, that's the whole thing of, you know, the torturer versus the tortured, you know, one has the power, one doesn't. But realistically, uh, Henry, quote unquote, is right, because why do I have to answer all of your questions, but you can't even tell me your name, mm-hmm. you know? I remember uh, the the trailer for this episode. The my name is Saeed Jalar and I am a torturer. And at the t- same time, he was like pulling his hair back, and that was pretty epic. Okay, one 
that was your Saeed impression just now? Uh, ish. I, I kind of gave up halfway through it. I, I heard I, that. I will never claim to be a Daryl Hammond here, and I can you know do an impression of almost anyone. Um. And how how are we really supposed to believe that the frog jumped and Sawyer just caught it immediately, really? Uh, he might have good reflex. I don't know. I'm okay with it. He's not wearing his glasses. I don't think he could have done oh, it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, a good catch. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this whole... Really trying to be the, you know, the nice guy realizing what might happen here. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, played on, I had a, I had a pet and, you know, he just said about Mrs. Tree Frog and, you know, all this stuff. And of course, Sawyer is still in that, that zone of, I need everybody to hate me again. So of course, crunching and squelching was uh, the, the (laughs) oh, mine just said chirping stops. (laughs) Crunching and squelching. I like that. <laughs> I could. I don't think I could kill a tree frog with my bare hands. Like if I was Sawyer, I would have stepped on it or thrown it. Thrown yeah, it. But if somewhere. right, but if you let it out of your hand, there's the potential ah, that it could jump away. Very good point. I just ugh, just the thought of like I'm not like, I'm a not a you know kind of guy that likes to get dirty like that. So like uh Oh, this is a good one. Give me a hand. Shut up. <laughs> my, oh, yeah, because even, he's sick of his he's sick Mike of his, didn't even his put crap. shut up on the screen. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I, I was in the wrong spot. That's because he's sick of his crap. I oh, mean, I get it. Hilarious still. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was about to defend Jack, but if you're like, oh, I get it. Okay, fine. I won't then. No, no, no. You don't need to defend Jack. I, I totally, I just, I, I find it funny. Yeah. No, it was. It definitely was. And it's it's really good because Jack doesn't necessarily get to have those like witty, you know, quippy moments very often. Not very often, no. Because he's always way too serious. Um, but I did love that that little bit, you know, the wear of the pliers thing. <laughs> and yeah, cut to Saeed. <laughs> yeah, and here he's given all the all the specs on the uh, the balloon, mm-hmm. and. You know, I from what I read, I don't remember if they if it was the writers said they weren't a hundred percent sure what they, you know they they you know it's that kind of of two minds thing of like they knew exactly what they were doing and then they were like well you know but there always was room for change the Mister Echo character is a perfect example of that um, but you know. Uh, you know, I, I read somewhere where they were like, oh, well, we weren't 100 percent sure what the deal was with this with this character. We weren't 100 percent sure where we were going with this. So the fact that he says, uh, you know, he gives all the, the specs on the balloon, I would definitely if I was watching this without having known stuff, you know, I would say like, oh, clearly this guy knows exactly what he's what he's talking about. Like, he's not. He can't be an other. Why would an other know the details of his balloon? Exactly. It, it takes somebody that just either really knows balloons or research or something to know those kind of stats. And like me, I couldn't have pulled those numbers out of thin air. Yeah. See, unfortunately for me with with this character, I, I believe I mentioned it on another uh, on a previous episode 
where uh, there were certain things because I tried not to spoil myself so much. Um, but there were certain like uh, after a certain point, you know, you start to realize in the Wikipedia articles or the lost PD articles where not to look for certain yes. information. But I remember reading something about Ben, Ben, and I'm like, who's Ben? And I clicked on it. And of course, we see a picture of of Henry here. So by the time I finally got to this, I was like, oh, man, like I kind of knew a little bit. I didn't know 100% like, you know, the, the the full extent of the character's arc up until that point, which would have been the end of season four. But I, I knew at least Henry wasn't Henry. And that was a little, little depressing to me. <laughs> and of course, here we see knowing knowing what we know, this is this is. Ben shining through of like, I can, you know, I know something I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to, I, there's an open wound, you know, rip it more, shove something in there, you know, expose and, and hurt that wound even more, you know, but almost it, it backfires. Like it absolutely, it, as we're about to see backfires. Like, yeah, I know something I know, you know, he did lose somebody, so let me provoke him. Like <laughs> he's already upset with me. Let's anger him more. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would think this, uh, this starts his, his journey to being, uh, I believe self-proclaimed Michael Emerson has self-proclaimed himself as the most beaten up man on television. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've seen on Tumblr so many just like screenshots and gifs of, him just getting beat up after beat up after beat up. Yeah. It's almost like he's almost never in like full health. Like he's always got some sort of scar or something going on. I remember when the, when the show was winding down, he was on like some of the late night uh, programs and, and he said like that he would have to go into the makeup trailer like hours before anybody else, because every day he had to get that, uh, that but, makeup put makeup on him had to be consistent. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of pictures of all the different bruises and cuts he had. And yeah, I think he spent the most time in the makeup trailer easily. Least amount of time lock. You know, not much. You got to do with the bald head, but <laughs> nobody did. He did have to get that scar put he on did all the time. It was, it was kind of a joke. It was a lame, yeah. but you know, anyways, pivotal Jack lock moment here. One of, again, I'm, I was very big into the Jack versus uh, lock rivalry. So this is a, this is a big one here, you know, lock well, Jack's just it. said the line, right? 15. Um, you know, Jack just said the, the line, like you convinced me to push it once yeah, before. Not, You're not going to get me to do it again. And cause, and Jack stands strong on his, I don't think anything's going to happen. And lock still really does believe something's going to happen. So, you know, Jack had the upper hand. He knew he Locke was going to budge. Oh, of course. Yeah. So and it, now, it, do you think uh, you know uh, the fact that I attack Jack sometimes? Aside, do you think? Um, oh, huge, huge moment right here. Very again. This is almost in the in the mythology part of this. This is put down the phone. What yeah. happens when the countdown hits zero? Yeah. And uh, um, this was a highly screenshotted. Uh, moment because uh, you see uh, all except one of the symbols on right. 
And so everybody was trying to guess what was that and, you know, get frame by frame. What did it look like? And then, of course, what do the, the symbols mean and the hieroglyphs mean? What could they mean together? And again, it was a big moment for mythology. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to ask, do you think uh, do you think Jack was right to break off, break Saeed off of uh, beating up his prisoner? He, he pro- probably. It you know I mean Ben just went through a beatdown and still stuck to his story, so like I don't know how what what it really would have taken for Saeed to get anything real out of out of Ben. But, well, it's funny because uh, that lends to the thing of Anna Lucia a few episodes ago. The whole you know, um, uh, uh, as Goodwin said, you know, if you broke his finger and he still told you the truth, you would have started to believe his story. And so that, that kind of comes back here in that, the fact that, you know, Ben or Henry or whatever you want to call him, he did stick to his story. And, you know, maybe that's just whatever, whatever weird school or classes or whatever things that, uh, that the others teach, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I was okay with Jack pulling Saeed off. I mean, they still had the upper hand because Ben was their prisoner. Yeah. So, you know, they well, Saeed was in such a, especially because he provoked him with the 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 Shannon thing, and you know the fact that Saeed doesn't necessarily blame Ana Lucia, and he said that to her. He doesn't blame picture of Kate. Nice uh, character moment there, um, but he doesn't necessarily blame Ana Lucia for killing uh, Shannon, he blames the others because he believes that the whispers were, you know, trickery by the others. Correct. So if he's, he, and I mean, he trusts Rousseau to a certain extent. And then with, with Ben provoking him with the Shannon thing, he, I don't think he would have stopped hitting him because he's just, he was so blinded by his own rage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would definitely think, I would definitely agree that, uh, Jack was right to, to do that. See, guys, I don't always hate on Jack so much. <laughs> and there he just said about you have a new skill set. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. What you made me do, no human being should ever have to do to another. And, you know, so he just kind of turns it into a career for himself. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Inman speaks Arabic. Interesting. And I mean, I know he was, or was he? No, he wasn't there during the the opening uh, scene when when uh, the you know he's like, I was born, but I wasn't born yesterday. That wasn't him. That was uh, Kate's father. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't really know what to. That shot right there, though, fantastic shot. Fantastic, yeah. And that's uh, that was Iraq then, burning the oil fields, and uh, that's what you'd see. So, yeah, yeah. And then this is a, a a pretty good end. You know, I'm not a huge Charlie fan, but I, uh, you know, Charlie was an outcast at this moment. You know, from his previous episodes and. Uh, you know, Saeed. But see, in in our minds, though, we're still supposed to remember the fact that he he's a bad guy now, Charlie. Yes. He yeah. he helped he helped Sawyer. So yes. I mean, fan or not, you know, uh, 
Saeed has this moment with Charlie, but like in my mind, I'm constantly like, yeah, but Charlie's a bad guy. Don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, yeah, we think that, but Saeed doesn't know that. Right. No, I know. And I do kind of agree. Like Charlie even says, like, why are you telling me this? And, and then I guess this because explanation he just... here, yeah, is, is perfect. You know, uh, I think Saeed had the right train of thought going to Charlie. You know? Yeah. See, it's unfortunate. And Kevin and I have talked about it in our episodes. The fact that, uh, you know, the previously on Lost uh, things, like they went back to that episode uh, for the previously on Lost where, you know, where Charlie was was hanged. And uh, it's it's unfortunate, I think. And, and Kevin agrees because it's almost a spoiler that they're going to talk about it or reference it or whatever in this episode, you know, uh, uh, ish. But I also, I, we, we were talking a little bit about the previous on lost earlier and it was a, a recap of everything we knew about the others prior. So uh, what we knew about the others is that they hung Charlie up and left him for dead. I didn't, I didn't necessarily think that that means they were going to reference it. I just thought that was like a, Hey reminder, the others are bad guys, you know, you got to, well, so then shouldn't, shouldn't we have seen, cause I don't think we did. Shouldn't we have seen, uh, Jack fighting in the rain with Ethan? If that we were did. the case, we did. Did we? Yeah, okay. I believe there was a, I can kind of, I can, I can watch it again. Cause again, it was a very good previously on lost, but I'm confident there was a shot from all the best cowboys of daddy issues. Okay. But uh, I, I fast forwarded through it just because we wanted to get to the beginning of the episode. Um, that so was uh, the end of the episode, by the way, for anybody uh, watching uh, along with us. Um, I will probably just have a little bit of a discussion where Jake will read us some Lostpedia notes, I guess, now. Cause... There's not many. Uh, there really isn't many. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. You were talking about the uh, sarin gas. Is that how it is? Yeah, sarin gas. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, so it was used by Iraqi forces in the Iraq-Iran War, which happened back in the 80s, but there's no record of using it in the Gulf War, which is what we saw today. So, uh, yes, saran gas is real, but it's not uh, not the right thing. Oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't questioning whether it was real. I just, no, I no, didn't just know on. about I just it. Learned, yeah. learned what it was, but, you know, it's, it's funny that it actually, I guess if, the producers were trying to stick to historical facts, which it's okay that they didn't, you know, but if they're really trying to stick to history, then they wouldn't have used this gas. <laughs> well, see, now it's interesting though, because like, I always look at that oh. scene. Um, and I look and I think the fact that, cause, uh, they said that it was, it was Tariq who, who set the gas on the, the town or whatever. Right. Yes. So now my my question is, okay, maybe there's no there may not be any any record, quote unquote, because as we saw that that video was was top secret, you know, eyes only, whatever. So there may not be any record. One, that doesn't mean it wasn't used. But two, we know that Tariq, by by basically telling Saeed to turn himself into a martyr, you know, kill them and they'll kill you anyway or whatever, or kill yourself because it's, you know, for the good of, of the cause or whatever. So do you think everything that he did was 
by orders, or do you think he was just such a, a bad guy that maybe he just did certain stuff on his own? Ooh, uh, if we go by history, then it's very plausible that it was orders. I just think that he's also evil enough that he was like, sign me up, you know, like, I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying is like, so even though, even if there was no, even if there was no evidence of him doing it or, you know, whatever of, of sarin gas being used, that doesn't mean that he or someone like him in the real world wasn't just like, I'm an evil SOB. And, you know, I think that there's something going on with this town, so I'm going to do something that I think Saddam would like, sarin gas on the town. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of take matters into his own hands. They have uh, the exact orders on what to use. He was just told you got to gas a village, and he's like, sarin gas. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Um, Let's see. That is a actual photo of a young Kate from her life. Excuse me. But, um, oh, that's not getting cut out for sure. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I had shame on me for eating pizza prior to a podcast record. Um, oh, here's an interesting one. The cast is not credited in alphabetical order. Michelle Rodriguez is credited before uh, Harold Perrineau. So it was changed for the DVD release, though. So you saw it. In the right order. I don't know if they changed it on Netflix, which is how I'm watching it. Um, I also just assume that would be like a automatic drop it in. Like they should have it for like the same thing for almost every episode. I mean, you got to change the guest stars and stuff, but like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you would you would think that that would, especially because they don't do like an opening credits scene. It should just be your standard, you know, have the titles, drop them into this episode, that episode, whatever. So. Yeah. Although we we have talked about it uh, on various episodes, not just you and I, but uh, the fact that certain characters don't get credited for whatever reason on certain episodes. So I guess they would have to do it for everyone, I guess. I don't know. Yes, so. That's all really lost PD I had. Okay. I think we got a really good discussion out of this. How did you like doing uh, the commentary, doing it as a commentary episode as instead of just note by note? Uh, I didn't mind. Uh, there were a couple times where like something was happening on the screen and I'm like, oh, we should probably be discussing this. But we were in the middle of another point. I mean, we got to it. I think we we hit everything we needed to hit, even if it wasn't on the screen at the exact same time. Uh, so overall, I, I didn't think it was that bad at all. I mean. I think if I do this all the time, I'm going to miss the audio a little bit. Like, I'm going to be like, damn it, I want to, you know, I want to hear what they're saying. Cause sometimes it's the acting, I mean, visually is, is fantastic too, but maybe you need to hear it in their voice or something. Some, some things, but, uh, overall, it's pretty cool. Um, I would encourage, uh, any, any fans to, uh, let us know what you thought. Um, I, I liked it. As you said, Jake, uh, you know, we we talked about certain things that weren't necessarily happening on screen at the moment. I think that we did it almost just like a regular a regular commentary episode, though, because they they do they continue a point from one scene into the next, and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is happening." Well, let's you know, and they kind of just try to catch up on everything that happened real quick. Yeah, I, um, I don't listen to much commentaries, but yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Oh yeah. Oh, I would think you would have. Believe it or not, no. I mean, I've read a lot of it, or like the big points from commentaries. 
people just put it into, you know, the articles that I need to read or in the trivia or something like that. So I've never actually just sat and listened to, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure I listened to some commentaries, but not, not a lot. Because like, if I'm watching an episode, I want to watch the episode, like, you know, I, I wanna... well, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily watch commentary first, but I do remember one of my cousins once said to me uh, when I was watching uh, Buffy for like the second or third time I was saying about how I was watching with commentary and she was like, you're actually watch it where people talk over it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> kind of how I'm I... like, I'm like, yeah, because they offer a lot of insight. A lot of times, I think, at least they do, and and I'm I, I, I think we we talked about this when we were hyping up the lost community is that somebody else does that for me, and then they put it into the lost PD articles and allow me to analyze it. So like I don't feel like I need to do it. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, yeah, I I think. Uh, if there's nothing else, uh, if Mr. Lostpedia doesn't have anything else, I think that might be the end of it for oh, that's us. on my end. All right. Uh, do you want to hit him up with your social media, Jake? Uh, as, as I said, you know, you, you, you put something out there, you posted it in a, a lost group on Facebook, you sent it out, um, on Snapchat. So anybody out there, you, you know, and I believe it went on Snapchat first. I could be mistaken it, on it that. Did. It did. So, I, uh, uh, I send, if something lost related comes up in my life. You know, I sent it to you, Esteban, Kevin, Sharif, like anybody that I'm, you know, uh, friends with in regards to loss, they get to see that stuff first. So Snapchat saw it first. You know, I'm referring to, by the way, if if anybody's wondering what I'm referring to, I got an email and I can't exactly remember what they were trying to get me to do. But on the bottom, it said like, sincerely or best regards or something like that, Jonathan Locke. Spelled exactly this uh, L-O-C-K-E. Yes, expelled, spelled just like it it would be, you know, the character on, on Lost. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And I, uh, I think it pops up in the beginning of the email because I wouldn't have even looked at it unless because it flashed out at me like in the in the preview for the email that John, it said John Locke. I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, is this should I be reading this? And then I did. And I was like, I can't believe somebody used this name. So, uh yeah, but then I did post it on the uh, Lost Fans Unite Facebook group. Looks like a lot of people had a good laugh at it. Like I said, it's a good chuckle. I, I had a good chuckle on it on my end as well. But yeah, Snapchat saw it first. So uh, to find me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, my uh, handle is uh, Jake LCE. And then on Facebook, uh, the name is Jacob Woken. W-O-L-K-A-N. You can find me on the Lost Fans Unite Facebook group, the Lost 2017 Facebook group. You know, uh, go through Paul's friends, Clockshelf Entertainment's friends, and uh, you'll find me. Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it, Jake. Thank you so much for, for doing this little experiment with me. Uh, I did it once in season one. And I got a little bit of a little bit of flack for it, um, mostly because I was by myself. I guess people don't like just me. <laughs> um, so, uh, thank you for, for doing this, uh, experiment with me. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, it's always lovely talking with you. Oh, thank as, you very much. It was a fun experiment. Yeah. Uh, maybe as you said, maybe not on every episode going forward, but maybe we could do this again in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to do it for us. So I will end with the traditional thank you. Namaste and good luck. Namaste. Namaste.